Hello, my friends. It's Andy and Hedia coming to you live from the world, <laughs> from Orange County, California. Nice to see you this morning. Hi, thank you. How was traffic? From the bedroom? <laughs> well, from the kitchen. From the kitchen. <laughs> Hello, my friends. Go to resurrectministry.com. That's where you'll find all of our content and Hedia's content um, for not only uh, our devotional, but for anything else that you want to find out about Hedia. <laughs> His glory. Yes. You have articles. You have, um, will you find the number one uh, podcast of, in the world, uh, in the world right now, in in religion, yes, with uh, Jack Hib on your on your website, yes, oh, you'll find that there. Congratulations! Thank you. That's awesome. It helps. It helps to have uh, a testimony like yours. Um, that you know that there are difficult parts of it, right? And we talk about the difficulties of life and how important it is that God has put us through trials that at the time we'd certainly don't want to go through them. <laughs> but if he's going to put them through us, uh, through them, then it is, um, it is amazing that you can use a testimony like yours with some of the difficulties that you had and even losing family members, and friends from going from Muslim to Christianity. Yes, thank you. And it's important and uh, it speaks to people. So I, congratulations on, on that, but that you, you do something that not a lot of people are willing to do and that's put yourself out there. Oh. And share your story. So thank you. It doesn't help to have Jack Hibbs too. He's, I mean, I mean, I just wrote on his coattails. He's just, <laughs> he could have been interview. He could have been interviewing a tomato, and it would have happened. So I'm just, I'm just blessed. He was interviewing me instead of a tomato. <laughs> from VeggieTales. Yes, from VeggieTales. <laughs> so, like I said, go to resurrectministry.com, and you will find all of that uh, on there. And uh, tell your friends, share it out with people. All right, we're going to read from uh, Smith Wigglesworth Devotional uh, for March 25th. The title is The Sweet Touch of Heaven. Mm -hmm. The reference here is 1 Peter 2.4. Come to him as to a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious. Wow. Okay. I don't know why that had to hit me in the face the fourth time I read it, but <laughs> I understand what it means now. All right. Scripture reading is 1 Peter 2, 1 through 16. <laughs> it's so funny how that works. Uh, Smith says in this devotional, I know many of you think before you speak. Here is a great word for your obedience has become known to all. Therefore, I am glad on your behalf, but I want you to be wise in what is good and simple concerning evil. It's from Romans 16, 19. Innocent. No inward corruption of defilement, that is, not full of distrust, but a holy divine likeness of Jesus that dares believe that the Almighty God will surely watch over all. Hallelujah. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling, for he shall give his angels charge over you. Amen. To keep you in all your ways. Uh, Psalm, right? Yes, 91. Psalm 91. It's a very through, famous 10 through 11 Psalm for protection. Yes. Uh, the child of God who is rocked in the bosom of the father has the sweetest touch of heaven and the honey of the word is always in his life. If the saints only knew how precious they are in the sight of God, they would scarcely be able to sleep for thinking of his watchful loving care. Oh, 
He is a precious Jesus. He is a loving, a lovely savior. He is a divine, he is divine in all his attitudes towards us. And he makes our hearts burn. There is nothing like it. Oh, said the two men who had traveled to Emmaus uh, with Jesus. Didn't our hearts burn within us as he walked with us and talked with us? I'm so reminded of Jack's story of, uh, that, he, that he acted out on stage the other day of Jesus walking with the men and going, hey, what's going on? Oh, beloved, it must be so today. Always keep in mind that the Holy Spirit must bring manifestation. We must understand that the Holy Spirit is breath. The Holy Spirit is a person, and it is the most marvelous thing to know that this Holy Spirit power can be in every part of our bodies. Yes. You can feel it with the crown from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. Oh, it is lovely to be burning all over with the Holy Spirit. And when that takes place, the tongue must give forth to the gl- forth the glory and the praise. You must be in the place of magnifying the Lord. The Holy Spirit is the great magnifier of Jesus, the great illuminator of Jesus. Amen. After the Holy Spirit comes in, it is impossible to keep your tongue still. Why? You should burst if you didn't give him utterance. What about a silent baptized soul? Such a person is not to be found in the scriptures. You will find that when you speak to God in the new tongue he gives you, you enter into a close communion with him, never experienced before. Talk about preaching. I would like to know how it will be possible for all the people filled with the Holy Spirit to, to stop preaching. Even the sons and daughters must prophesy. After the Holy Spirit comes in, a man is in a new order in God. You will find it so real that you, want, you will want to sing, talk, laugh, and shout. We are in a strange place when the Holy Spirit comes in. If, you, if the incoming of the Spirit is lovely, what must be the outflow? The incoming is only to be an outflow. Mm. I am very interested in scenery. When I was in Switzerland, I wasn't satisfied until I went to the top of the mountain, though I like the valleys also. On the summit of the mountain, the sun beats on the snow and sends the water trickling down the mountain right through to the meadows. Go, go, go there and see if you can stop the water. It is the same way in the spiritual realm. God begins with the divine flow of his eternal power, Mm. which is the Holy Spirit, and you cannot stop it. The thought for today, faith is the open door through which the Lord comes in. So interesting. So many things came to, as you can tell, when I get kind of lost in the scripture and my mind is thinking about what I just read and it's making sense. (laughs) That's always good. (laughs) So what do you got? And, and I, well, I, and I always uh, go back to uh, the period of time, the 20 some odd years, kind of like Moses, almost not 40, but it took me 25, maybe 30 years, pretty close mm. <laughs> to be living in a church like Friends Church, Yorblina. It's not Friends Church, Yorblina's fault. It's my fault uh, for not accepting Jesus Christ as Lord, as Lord Savior, even though I said I, I always Savior, I, you accepted. Yeah. Not Lord. I, I yeah. Do you allow him to be Lord of your life? That's the question we ask ourselves that really means that we're. Because you can, you can, uh, and again, I can testify to the fact that I was wandering around, reading the book, listening to people talk about it, uh, uh, going in devotionals, getting in all kinds of different studies. And yet again, as I've said numerous times, it sometimes feel like I'm reading it for the first time. I'll sit here and read something that I know that I've read before. And, (laughs) and I go, wow, I wish I would have read this before knowing that I probably read it 
10, 15 times, heard it, you know, four or five times. Um, but it's so funny. And not funny. It's not even funny. It's just so sad. <laughs> <laughs> that I, I feel for Moses, you know, and the people, uh, you know, the Jews that were wandering around in the desert. No, right, there yeah. it is. It's right there. You keep stepping over. You can, he's, he's leaving it. You, you're stepping over the fact that it's right Going there in, in front of you. Yes. So sad. So, I, um, sorry, that just hit me from the reading, not necessarily from the words. There's other stuff I have from the words, but go ahead. I like the, um, go ahead, actually. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> what I also find interesting, we're going to get to this in, in just a second, but Joel is one of the uh, passages that, from Joel 2.28 is what we're going to read. And that uh, there's not, I remember, and this is some of the things I remember. I remember there's not a lot known about Joel and who he is. Um, it's from Old Testament. And, but one of the things that I remember from him is that he's important to have in the Bible because he talks about subject matter that comes up in essentially in revelations, maybe not the same revelation. It's not the same words, but he talks Prophecy. about not, not heeding God's word will lead to disaster. <laughs> and so I think it's important to understand that too, is that even in the old Testament, you didn't need revelation of the book to, to know that if you're not following God's word, that it's going to, it's, going to lead to, to burning death and, and fiery death and destruction, not only on earth, but when it's over, when you die. So I, I think it's interesting that when mm. we, we look at this, that there's this uh, discussion about how precious Jesus is and how, um, you know, that he, he walks, he not only walks aside, beside you, but within you. And uh, you, you should feel his presence from the tip, top, tippy top of your head all the way down to your, your feet. And if you're not feeling that, then you're in a bad way. <laughs> so it goes from this precious love and feeling, and then he goes, but, but if, you, if you choose the other way, it's, it's the exact opposite. It's, yes. it's not good at all. So I, I just find that, that reading this about how awesome life with Jesus is in the Holy Spirit uh, when you get into Joel, which is Old Testament, before Jesus was even born, um, accepting God, God's word as as something that you need to follow and be a part of, in order to have the best out of not only on this planet but after. So that's that's the part that I got. It's just the there's a word for it. I can't. It, it's I'm struggling to find the word. The juxtaposition is that a good uh, of being for, in faith and not, and not being in faith. Like there's not juxtaposition. There's another word for it. I just juxtaposition side by side. Yeah. Now or the comparison another, analogy. Yeah. yeah. But there was a, a much bigger word that would have made me sound smart if I could have come up with it. <sighs> <laughs> but you know what I'm of, saying? Yes, absolutely. I knew before we, th we were trying to think of a fancy word. <laughs> <laughs> all in all, the end is like, why not? Why not? That's, that's always the, the other argument towards, you know, uh, trusting in, in God and Christianity. Uh, if the argument is, well, there's no God, or there's, but the argument is, what if there is? <laughs> what if there is? Right. Uh, because what, what, how can you go wrong? If you follow the Bible and, and the morals and the laws and, and the things that are spoken in the Bible, oh, only good things happen. So why not, why not for that reason? Pack a suitcase just in case. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. 
why why go the other way and say god there's no god and then you live in this other way which is going to lead towards a whole bunch of bad stuff on this earth and then very simple and then you end up in hell goes back to your original point mm. i had accepted him as my savior but not my lord mm. and that is the crux of the problem is people don't want to die to self because to follow jesus is to pick up your cross and carry it and know that you will have suffering just as he has suffered and to know that you have to uh, embody holiness because you are the temple of God and you cannot defile the temple. I mean, this I can go on and on with the scripture references to what it means to have Jesus as Lord of your life. So I think it'd be a lot easier to convince people um, to get saved than to repent and turn and give their lives over to Christ. And so I think that's the complaint that a lot of people have with some of the new modern churches is they're telling people to let Jesus save them, but they're not calling him to metanoia, to repentance. Metanoia is the uh, <laughs> Greek word that if you don't, if you don't turn, you must turn. Metanoia. That's mm. Pastor Jack talks about it all the time. Yeah. If you don't repent, then you you have not completed the process of accepting him as your Lord and Savior. And without that turning you don't receive the indwelling of the holy spirit which is the force and power by which you are able to pursue holiness mm. that's the shift that occurs that's the burning the desire the will that swift is constantly referring to that holy spirit fire and power is when you surrender to him as lord and then the holy spirit comes uh then power that fire comes mm. it must be nurtured if you just you know get the fire and like what and then fall off the wagon um the fire dwindles out it's kind of like um you know as a kid going to disneyland for the first time the excitement and just how <laughs> amazing it's going to be and you just anticipate it for days so if, if your parents tell you on monday that you're going to go to disneyland on saturday Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you're just so, oh my gosh, I can't, and we're getting closer and closer and closer. Then you experience Disneyland and the the crowds and the sticky floors, which Disney doesn't have a lot, but I mean, you got through it hot. Waiting in line for hours. <laughs> Waiting in line for hours. And then about, the about 30 seconds. if you get there, you know, early in the morning, you're done by like, like as an adult, we're done by 11. But yes. as a kid, we're, <laughs> we're done by one. And then you lose the fire, the excitement. Right? We don't want that with God. Every day should be like you felt the day you told you were going to Disneyland and what it is you can learn and know and, and prepare that it's not as much it's that fire stays, stays lit. Yes. Even the Lord says in the book of Revelation, you have forgotten your first love. Mm. He said it to me a couple of weeks ago. Like there's just a, there's this passion and fire and, devotion by which you pursue him that when it wanes when it decreases for whatever reason he's a jealous god hmm. he'll bring you back you know what i mean because one he doesn't want you to live outside of obedience but it's um he wants to give us these crowns of glory he wants our lives to be a representation of his majesty and his glory 
I know you haven't actually, you talked about what, how you feel about this devotional. You're more responding to what I said, but I want to ask about this word, uh, this thought that we often hear, and you just said it, where he's a jealous God. Now on earth, we look at jealousy as being a weakness, uh, but with God, it's not a weakness. Mm-mm. What what would you say that that is? What's the difference between a jealousy that God feels as opposed to a jealousy that we feel? Um. There is a God's jealousy stems from possessions, uh, possessiveness. It's when you belong to God, then he is, um, he doesn't want to share his possessions with somebody else. The devil. With the devil or with other people, with idols, mm. with distractions, with intoxicants. <laughs> well, I mean, it could be a whole host yeah. of things. He is. I saved you. I paid a ransom for you. I paid a high price for you. And I intend to keep your focus. I want your love and your intention. I want to be first. Um, very similar to a spouse. That kind of um, sense of. That's a perfect. Yes. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. It's the same kind of possessiveness. Yeah. We're not supposed to be jealous of our neighbors. We're not supposed to envy. Envy. Um, yeah. But jealousy in terms of possessiveness of a spouse is not something that's negative because we're supposed to honor. It's a sacred covenant. Mm-hmm. It's something that we value and we hold sacred uh, just as our relationship is with Christ. Awesome. I'm so glad I asked that. I know sometimes I ask you things that we didn't talk about it beforehand, but uh, I'm so glad. Uh, make sure to comment and let us know what you think about either the devotional or if you don't agree or you do agree or what have you. Whatever uh, you have to say. No, we get some really good questions sometimes or just some comments to say, hey, we're here from uh, Walla Walla, Washington. I just love Walla Walla, Washington. Is that really? I don't know if I've ever been there. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> All right. Your thoughts on the devotional, if uh, if you have more than what we just uh, talked about. Well, the burning, I mean, I mm-hmm. I that was my... That was my main focus is that it is, I just decided to love the child of the God who's rocked in the bosom of the father has the sweetest touch of heaven. There's just, a, there's just this transformation that happens when you draw close to him. And I have in the past couple of weeks felt it most because I was far from him. It's like a reunion like when your spouse goes away for a holiday mm. or, you know what I mean? Or for a work trip or whatever, or people that have spouses that serve in the military and they come back, it's like, wow, that's what it kind of felt like with me because I felt like I was far from him for a while. And it is that tingling in your feet. You get the, 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 the fire that, that fire that comes, nothing in the world compares to it. Honestly, nothing. I felt whether it's uh, intoxicants or earthly love, nothing in the world I have felt has felt like that. You know, one of the times that I feel that um, specifically is, and this is going to sound kind of bad, but (laughs) I want it to sound good, is that during a good session of worship, it's it's like I I get so emotional. Because it's about, you know, what if the person's a bad singer? If somebody's a bad singer, then I get totally distracted and the worship's just simply not the same. So 
but, but it, it's very subjective, you know, yeah. not everybody thinks our, our church's worship is amazing. So mm. I don't think that that's okay. Good. <laughs> I yeah. not, not only get it at Calvary chapel, but we get it at friends church and even some we got it at Mariama's so, house. Yes. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, one of those play. Uh, that's why I, I really think it is important. Because we can hear people, you know, sometimes pastor will stand on stage, you know, we get a lot of emails about how people don't like how loud our music is, or they don't like that we use rock and roll music as opposed to hymns yeah. uh, and all this kind of other stuff. And so people uh, will criticize uh, the worship. But regardless of that, uh, for me, it's, it, it's, it's, my, um, it's my way of connecting Absolutely. sometimes with God is through song and through the, the words of the of the music well i just told you that today that i was listening to a pastor that was like you know whenever you're not feeling good or whenever you're you're struggling with emotional difficulties play worship music play it loud and sing till you just you know lose your voice hmm. sing it out belt it out praise god and uh it's so true it's so <laughs> I don't know how to put it. It's almost like getting high. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just like this, it's this, sorry folks, but that's just like a remnant of my past. But it, but it is just like this. It, it, it replaced. It replaces all that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like God is like, run to me. I will give you all. And I don't give as the world gives. You know mm. what I mean? And it's just, it, it is, it is true. Yeah. He will, and he'll give the very best of it. Uh, but we just get lazy or tired or mm. defiant or rebellious or whatever it is that draws us away. But yeah, it's the opposite. I just had that the discuss, discussion with uh, my two oldest kids, uh, uh, Kelly and Ray. Uh, they were wanted to play something on the radio, and I said, and they, they said something. I said no, and they said, and they go, why? You know, we we listen to that when we're with our friends or what have you. And I, and I was trying to explain to them, so it, it, you become a product of what it is that you experience. And music is one of those things that we get drawn into. Right? And just like worship music, we get drawn into the music. And I just want to explain, it, it's, you, I know that you, the, the, the chances of you listening to something that I'll agree with when I'm not around uh, are there. And when you're hanging out with your friends and at the dances, they play the music that they wanted to play. And it has the bad words in it and the descriptions of, of things that, you know, that they want to do. And um, I said, but I don't need to support it. And we don't need to fill our heads with something that in some ways will cause you to think a certain way. It will make it okay. It's, it's not okay. And so kind of like the, why we listen to faith-filled music or uh, certain things that you, you, you just don't want to have it to be a regular diet. And so, but having a regular diet of, of faith-filled music is the, the other way of looking at it, that if you want to have a life with Jesus and God, then one of those things you would add on a regular basis, like you told me today, is that listen to, to good quality Christian music. I say good quality because there's some good, there's some Christian music in there that isn't good quality either. No. Uh, and you have to be discerning and, and selective. And you don't mean quality as in the quality of the singer. You mean no. appropriate. The words. Yes. <laughs> Um, uh, but it's just a, it's, you're not, you're not insulting my, my Jesus songs. Are you my, my Ann Wilson? Can no, we give my Jesus? Okay. No, I love Ann Wilson. 
That's good stuff. I don't know right which there. ones you're referring to as the <laughs> inappropriate Jesus music. Well, I was thinking about the uh, the band oh. that just recently had some shenanigans going on. But the poor, it's not the band members, yeah. it's the pastor. <laughs> the pastor. Poor little girl. Jen, she, Jen's awesome. He resigned, by the way. Oh, did he? Yes. You, you hear that? Yes. Oh, God, that's so disturbing. <laughs> What's the name of the church? Hillsong. Hillsong. I was yeah. trying to avoid saying it. Oh, it's okay. I give you permission. I'm the producer of the show. Uh, yeah, he uh, he resigned, but uh, but it brings in those thoughts. But anyway, back to the music part of it. It's just uh, it's you want to fill your life as much as you can with things that are are going to uplifting, not uh, darkness and Sodom and Gomorrah. Oh goodness! I mean, you if you live be. in Sodom and Gomorrah, you, you, there's you, you shouldn't be shocked that your life <laughs> is filled with, Sodom. with with sin. Right. <laughs> uh, Glenn is all about that. Our friend Glenn, the street mm. preacher, he's just like, oh, the music is so demonic. It is so dangerous. It is so corrupting. And I mean, if you think about it for us, we look back on our childhood and uh, I mean, a movie, uh, a song from the 70s or 80s comes up and we're like, it'll literally transport mm. us back to a moment in time, a location, you know, like songs can often leave an indelible mark on your life right and so some some of that is okay some of it's not so okay no even if the words aren't bad you know what i mean a constant reminder of uh a certain phase of your life is not necessarily great either <laughs> starting no. to learn yeah i mean just to continue with the with the discussion with the with the kids is that the F word just becomes a part of everybody's language. And I, I often talk about it. I say, well, if you listen to music, that it's it's uh, in every phrase. I mean, every you know sentence of the of the song. Yes. I mean, it, it shouldn't shock you that your kid says the F word every 10 seconds. And that's what I try to tell, you know, Kelly and Ray. I said, um, you know, I've heard it almost slip out of your mouth a couple of times. And I, I one of the reasons is because not only uh, would it be in the music that you may listen to, that's why we want to guard ourselves from hearing it all the time because it, it brings in a bad habit is that you're around your friends who use it all the time. I said, where God in the Holy spirit will give you strength. As I explained to him, as I dropped him off at a party that he was going to. And I said, son, I said, just be that guy, be the guy that doesn't use the F word, be the guy that doesn't use the S word, be the guy that so just has a normal conversation. A party, you didn't tell him and be the guy who doesn't get drunk and doesn't get drunk. Yeah. <laughs> all those things. It's all those things. Be the guy. You could be the guy that drives the people home. Just be that guy. I mean, it, it, your life will be so much better off instead of the guy that has to be picked up by the, the ambulance station. or get picked up at the police station. Uh, but it's those things. It's like a Grand Theft Auto. If you're playing Grand Theft Auto all day and you're a parent letting your kid, that's a game that they play all day long, don't be surprised that you have to go to the police station to pick up your kid because he stole a car. Don't be shocked <laughs> because you're, you, you've encouraged it and you've allowed it to happen. I love this discussion. Um, you're having it by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Your favorite kind. <laughs> so sorry. Let's listen to Hedia uh, read the scripture uh, for what is this one? First uh, Peter two one through sixty. Therefore, laying aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking, as newborn babes, desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. Coming to him as to a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious, you also as living stones are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, 
to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Therefore, it is also contained in the scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he who believes on him will by no means be put to shame. Therefore, to you who believe, he is precious. But to those who are disobedient, the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. They stumble, being disobedient to the word to which they were also appointed. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, who once were not a people, but are now the people of God, who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Beloved, I beg you, as sojourners and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul, having your conduct honorable among you as evil do- among the Gentiles, that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may, by your good works, which they observe, glorify God in the day of the visitation. Therefore, submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether to the king as supreme or to governors as to those who are sent by him, for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of those who do good. For this is the will of God, that by doing good you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men, as free, yet not using liberty as a cloak for vice, but as bondservants of God. Mm. This is so good. I, I, this is, I quoted this in my last article. Um, there, lay aside every malice and um, envy and evil speaking. Your article in the Christian Post. Yes. Which you are a regular contributor. Yes, every two weeks. Every two weeks. Um, When he talks about the day of visitation, is that end times? Yes. That that particular one? So basically saying you're really going to be hated by non-believers, but when you're conduct not giving into fleshly lust meaning not that's that's the verse i use abstain from fleshly lust which war against your soul so he's saying if you abstain from engaging in debauchery then the non-believers will look at you and say wow like this person's amazing what is it that makes this person amazing and then they will hopefully come to saving faith and then they will be there on the day of judgment Side by side. Hence my story <laughs> oh, the about music? the kids. Yeah, about the kids being the one. Be the guy that they look at and go, look at me so different. Right. Yeah. But not just our kids, ourselves, right? Yeah, everybody. But I was just using them <laughs> as an example. We don't want to displace it just to our kids, right? <laughs> Us adults could. I mean, you know, it's, it's nice to want to mold the little ones, but... We need to mold ourselves well, obviously too. You can't do that and then run around like a wild man hanging from the chandeliers, naked, and drunk in front of your kids. Mm. Like kids, do not do this. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> don't bother me while, while right? <laughs> yeah, don't bother me while I'm playing uh, Grand Theft this. Auto. I played it, but you can't play. <laughs> don't drive heavy machinery while intoxicated. <laughs> right. All right, Isaiah forty-three four. Since you were precious in my sight, you have been honored and I have loved you. Therefore, I will give men for you and people for your life. Like how much God would sacrifice to protect us and save us. Here he's referring to Jacob. He's talking to Jacob, but scriptures 
timeless. We can put ourselves in. Yes. Yep. Luke 24 or 32. And they said to one another, did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us on the road and while he opened the scriptures to us? Oh. Isn't that great? Brought tears to my eyes. I don't know why. <laughs> but So um, beautiful. Yeah. So awesome. Joel 2.28. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. That's uh, yeah. As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by humans, but chosen by God and precious to him. You know, I wanted to say that about this scripture we were talking about, First Peter, yeah. that um, abstain from fleshly lusts which war against and, uh, the soul, having your conduct honorable among the Gentiles. So it reminds me of this, like, recent experience where I went to my mom's house and all of her friends were there. It's a Persian new year. They're all Muslims. And when I talked to her afterwards, she said to me, thank you um, for like being so kind that day. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, all my friends were complimenting how beautiful you look and you know, whatever. That's not the big deal, but they were saying that you were so friendly she, my goodness, she smiled the whole time. She was laughing. She was so friendly. That was seriously greater than any witness that I could have possibly done. Then, you know what I mean? It was, they knew clearly that I had been a devout Muslim. They all know from the ceremony of my father's death that I've accepted Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And so then they see me in my walk, you know what I mean? And yeah. so it's an opportunity for them to be like, wow, because I've, I've been known to be a kind of cranky person. So <laughs> I know shocking. <laughs> she must be shocking for all of you out there. Uh, but yes. So it was my, it was my greatest witness. I only know this person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We all have that in home in your slippers person, you yes. know, the one that you hope that nobody ever sees. The one that Pastor Verdict that I listened to occasionally, he's like, don't make me put a Nest camera in your house and tell you what you did. <laughs> That's funny. I want to say hi to Mark Kelly. Hey, hey, Mark. Uh, great hi. guy. I know Mark from Viseo. Him and his mom are amazing, loving people. Oh, um, I love how Mark. sweet. I know that he, I, it's probably been a few months now, but he had a, a health issue that he went through, but I, I think he's doing fine now. So great. I'd love having you on here, Mark. And great to see you. I hope you're, you and your mom are doing well. Um, great guy. He's a super great guy. Super nice. Awesome. Um, the, the interview you did with uh, Jack, the one that's currently number one in the world in religion <laughs> like, podcasts. How does that happen? And it's number I know that how that happens yeah. for Jack. I just don't know how it happens for me. I was just like. My game with Jack. Um, but you have, uh, but it's also number 24 in all of podcasting, which is huge. So my question from uh, now, I mean, when you, when you did the podcast, you knew that a lot of people would listen because he yes. has tens of thousands of people just that attend church on Sunday. So the, the numbers were going to be great anyway. But now that it's number one in religion and it's number 24 in the world of all podcasts, um, what is, is there one particular uh, message that you hope people get out of it? Is there something that you would hope that when they get done with it, that people go, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I listened. 
because of what? Well, I think I've been somewhat effective in the goal I had, which was inspiring Christians to, to witness. Because every comment I've gotten has been, oh my God, you made me so inspired. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm inspired to go preach the gospel. Like, I can't believe nobody ever witnessed to you. I got to do more. I'm so grateful mm-hmm. for this. Like, that's what I want. I wanted it to be a pep talk on listen, nobody ever witnessed to me my entire life, even though I was surrounded by, you know, in my professional life, I was surrounded by Christians. Nobody wanted to talk about Jesus and him being a savior. And then fast forward that, you know, Muslims, devout Muslims can come to saving faith if you share your faith with them. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be aggressive and rude. You could simply share. And I, Mm. and I'm telling people as they email me, um, Sharing means listening. Let them talk about Islam. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of somebody talking about Islam. I mean, it's it's not the boogeyman. You're not going to catch it. You know what I mean? You should you should you should know your Lord and Savior well enough that uh, hearing it uh, doesn't hurt you. But by listening, you show respect, and it gives you the opportunity to be like, "Well, that's interesting." In my faith, this is what Christ offers. Because Muslims love to proselytize. (laughs) Love, 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 love. love. So you just have to show a little bit of interest. And that gives you the open door to have the conversation. Awesome. Love that. Can I tell you my my hope? Yes. That they hear? There is a portion of uh, the interview where you um, share that there was a man who is now the president or the CEO of... Uh, Dr. Land. Dr. Land. Uh, he's the CEO of? Of Christian Post. The Christian Post. Um, if, when you were still Muslim, you ran, in, ran into him in Washington, D.C.? Bushes in the White House. In the White House. And he said what to you? I asked him why he didn't participate in interfaith activities. And what did he say? He said, young lady, that's because there's only one God, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> exactly like that, I hope. <laughs> Good. There's this part here in the devotional that says you can, you know, when you, when you feel that, you know, God's presence and him in you, he says, you can feel it from your crown of your head to the soles of your feet. Oh, it is a lovely, it is lovely to be burning all over with the Holy spirit. But then the most important part is this. And when that takes place, the tongue must give forth the glory and the praise. He was giving the glory and the praise. You asked him a point blank question and he didn't even hesitate. He's filled with the Holy Spirit and he gives praise. And, and what I want them to take away from your message is that never left you. He, he set in, the, we call it a seed, right? Mm-hmm. He planted a seed in you. And at the time, you weren't even aware of it. You go, how did that guy planted a seed in me? <laughs> he, like he snuck it in there. That is slowly sprouted. Right. That, that those things. I'm going to share with you with Bruce Lynn back in the day when we right. were on patrol. Bruce Lynn is a patrol officer that I worked at Anaheim Police Department with. I can remember it like it was yesterday that this, like you could probably remember, you could probably smell what was, what it smelled like in the white house at the time when there's so much that it brings forth and sticks with you. And I remember being at the property room when Bruce said, did you know that Jesus Christ loves you? And uh, here's some scripture that you should read. That was so far away from, that was maybe my furthest away from God that I could ever have been. So the point I'm making here with this podcast is take that away is that those things Mm -hmm. are important that don't ever hesitate to give the glory to God, to say it out loud with your tongue. 
tongue must give forth the glory and the praise. Amen. So that lives can be changed. And I believe that that that's, although it's one seed, it, it was an important seed that got planted well before yes. you were even thinking about coming to Christianity. Way before. <laughs> you never know. And the same thing with Bruce Lynn. Eventually, my story is that I would eventually see Bruce Lynn uh, later on. And he would I give work me the, for Dr. Hold on, Lynn I was now. just going to say that. That the devotional comes from Bruce Lynn. Yes. 25 years later. Yes. And now here you are writing for the Christian Post. And that same man is now your boss. Yes. God is so great. God knew that was going to happen. He goes, oh, watch, watch how I put these two things together. And she could use it for his, use it for my glory. God speaking. Um, and they will use it for my glory. Yep. Uh, Dr. Lamb was obedient. Yep. Uh, sent, gave me the message. He did. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were in a, uh, a white house, the Roosevelt room surrounded by Hindus, Jews, other Muslims. I mean, you name it. Yep. The room was filled. He was maybe one of three evangelicals at the time. And so when I said this to him, he was in earshot of at least like 20 other people. You know what I mean? Like that could have, that would have heard it, that were not Christians. You know mm. what I mean? And he did not hesitate, did not skip a beat. Yep. So, um, so important. Yeah. Holy Spirit. I, I think you uh, you paid back that. You know, not, not that we have to pay God back, but you paid it forward. That's what I was looking for. Yes. You paid it forward when you spoke to a bunch of Muslims in a Islamic center full of Muslims uh, and, and spoke about Jesus Christ. Yes. And, uh, and how he's transformed your life and stood up there and did it. It's, it's and what you planted some seeds. I'm sure there's some seeds growing, and those people don't even know in their black <laughs> little <suits>. mustard seeds. <laughs> Thank I, you, love. I, 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 I appreciate it, your support yeah, and your love. And when your I heard that, when I was listening back again, because I was there when you were interviewing, um, I, I, I've heard the story a couple times, but it wasn't until uh, I listened to it the other day when it came out that oh, that you told that story. Because that's something that people need to take away, that those are the things that you planted. You didn't come out and say, when he said that, you, you accepted Jesus Christ. No, I was just but like, the story was I was important. like, wow, that was blunt. But the story was important <laughs> enough for you to share with Jack on that message and yeah. to and kind of point back. Never left one, me. One of those moments in time. Never left me. So important. So uh, hopefully these seeds that, uh, that we're spewing out here... <laughs> are going through the camera and out your phone or your computer or your Hopefully iPad. Hopefully hitting something. <laughs> Someone. Hello. And, and if you want to make sure that it's quite possible that somebody might hear uh, one of the, catch one of these seeds, there's a way that they can do it. And that's through this amazing app, right? Yes. Thank you. It is, um, it's actually a Christian podcasting network and we're just one of hundreds of other podcasts available. So if you could subscribe, uh, we would greatly appreciate it. It would bless us. Uh, Here's how you get it. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. E-D-I-F-I dot app. All right, my friends, uh, we love you guys. Uh, and thank you, um, 
Paul, for a great comment. We Thank appreciate you, it. We, we love to hear from those of you that are watching and those of you on the podcast that are listening. Please make sure and subscribe, like Hedia said. It's really important um, for us to see that uh, people are subscribing and enjoying the podcast. We will be happy to, to do more in the future. Thank you, everyone. Somewhere. <laughs> Have a great weekend. God bless. All right. Love you guys. God bless. Bye. Take care.